I had a PowerPoint, but it doesn't look promising, so it's going to go with it. Hey, I'm glad y'all are here tonight. Tonight, like I mentioned before, we're going to have a lesson just for the young people to talk to y'all about Jesus. I know you come to worship in Bible class a lot and you hear a lot about Jesus. But what I want to do is just do a lesson that focuses only on you guys tonight. Other people, they can listen in on it. But I want y'all to get a lot out of this, hopefully for yourselves. Five things every kid should know about Jesus. You've heard about Jesus in Bible class, maybe at home with your parents. But tonight I want to talk about some things that hopefully will encourage you. I know many of you are young, innocent, means you don't need to be baptized yet or take the Lord's Supper or anything like that. But I want you to remember this all of your life. Christianity is not only something for people that are adults. Reading the Bible, loving worship, coming to Bible class and that sort of thing. It's not something that you do just when you grow up. It's good to start now, just like y'all are doing. So I'm glad y'all are here and I'm looking forward to our time together. All right. So the first thing, we're going to do five of these really quick and then we're going to do our singing tonight. The first thing I want you to remember is that Jesus thinks you're a great example. Josh just read Matthew 18, and Jesus used a lot of things to teach lessons. Sometimes Jesus would use the grass. He'd look up at, he'd look down at the grass and he'd say, you see this grass? And then he'd teach a lesson. Or sometimes he would point to the sky and he'd say, you see those birds up there? And he would teach a lesson. But on one occasion in Matthew 18, Jesus took a kid. There was a child in the audience. He was teaching these adults and he grabbed the kid and he said, would you come up here and use the child as a lesson? And he said, now you see this child. They were arguing about who's the greatest. And he looked at all the adults and he used the little child and he said, If you want to be in the kingdom of heaven, I want you to be like this little child. I want you to follow this example and I want you to be humble. God looks at children. He looks at you all and he sees how you play together, how innocent you are, how loving and forgiving you are. You guys. Oh, there we go. Bang. There we go. All right. And so God sees that he sees your innocence, He sees your heart. The Bible says God looks on people that are humble and lowly and he lifts them up. And when God looks at children, he says, you know what? Grownups can learn a lot from you. The Bible never tells kids to be like grownups. But the Bible does tell grownups to be like little children because y'all are an example for us. And so when we look at you all, we're seeing what Jesus wants us to be. You might see this in school. Sometimes your teacher is going to do a math problem and she comes to the front of the class or he comes to the front of the class and says, I'm going to do this first problem first and then you do it. Or I'm going to write this sentence at the top of the page and then you write it. Or if you're playing basketball or football, the coach says, "Okay, set up the cones. We're going to do this drill this way. I'm going to do it first. And then you we all need examples. And Jesus looks at children like you and he says, Now, you're the example. And he says to us grownups, look at how they are. Look at how they live. I want you to be like them. You're already an example. In the mind of Jesus, you're already great, just like you are. Here's number two. Jesus loves children. In Jesus's life, he loved being around children. In Matthew 19, there were some children trying to come to him and the disciples tried to get in the way. And Jesus said, to me. He loved them. On one occasion, there were some kids around and he brought a child up and sat the child in his lap and he prayed and he blessed the children. Jesus loved spending time around children. He would use them in his lessons to help them teach. One day there was a boy in John chapter six and Jesus was preparing to do a miracle. And the boy had the five loaves and the two fish. He allowed Jesus to use it. And Jesus used it as an opportunity to not only do a miracle, but to show the example of this man, this young boy who was giving. And Jesus used him as an example. Jesus loved children and he still loves children now. John 3:16. you probably know this verse already. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him might not perish but have everlasting life. God loves everybody in the world, but he especially loves children. Now, I want you to know that for this reason. When you come to worship services, you all are never in our way. 
Children never irritated Jesus. They never got under his skin. Jesus loved children being around, and we love it when y'all are around too. Jesus loved children, and he loved them being in his presence. Coming to VBS and Bible class, Jesus loved children being there, and we want you to always remember that as you grow up here. Keep that in mind. Your mom loves you. Your dad loves you. Your grandparents love you, but nobody loves you like Jesus. Jesus loves you the most, and he wants you to love him back. Live your whole life thinking about this one thing. No matter what you do. Jesus loves you. Here's number three. Every child needs to know Jesus wants you to come to him. Jesus wants children to come to him. He wants you to be in worship services like this, and he's inviting you to come. Now, maybe you've been to a theme park before. Some of you just got one or the fair or something like that. And what they'll have when you get up to the ride, sometimes they'll have this measuring stick and you can't ride the ride if you're not this tall. Anybody ever seen that before? Show of hands. That ever happened? You don't like that, do you, Kara? You don't like it. And you might tell your mom or dad, I can ride that. I'm, I really, they say, listen, if you're not tall enough, you just can't get on. Listen, when you come to Jesus, he never says, well, you're not big enough. You're too small. No, Jesus says you can come. Now, you may not need to be baptized yet or take the Lord's Supper, but when you come to Jesus, he never turns you around. Jesus wants children to be around him. He wants you to come. He invites you to come. Come to VBS. Come to Bible class. Sing the songs. Jesus is inviting children to come to him now. The Bible actually says it's better to do it now because the days may come later on. Ecclesiastes talks about people that sometimes wait too long and you might grow up later and you get too busy or you change your mind. And so Jesus says, let the little children come to me because the kingdom of heaven is made up of individuals like you. God wants you to come to him and take him serious right now. You're not too young to start taking notes in Bible class or in worship. You're not too young to start singing the songs already right now. Don't think, well, once I grow up, I'll get serious about Christianity. No, you can do it right now. Jesus wants you in his midst. He wants you around his people. And that happens when you do things like this. When you come to Bible class, when you come to worship and when you pay attention and listen to lessons, Jesus wants you to start coming to him right now. Don't wait until you're older. You can do it now. All right. Here's number four. Jesus is the savior of the world. Jesus is described a lot of ways in the Bible. Sometimes the Bible says Jesus is our creator. Jesus is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Or Jesus is God, the Bible says. But the Bible also tells us that Jesus is the savior of the world. Now, I don't know what you all think about when you think about Jesus being the savior the whole world. But what that means is it's not like a superhero. Sometimes you watch cartoons and they sort of save the world with Jesus is different. Jesus saves us in the way we need it the most. Jesus saves everybody from their sins. Imagine if somebody went to the beach and they got out there and the waves got too high and they couldn't swim. They would need somebody to go in and rescue them. It would be a bad idea to send somebody in after them who couldn't swim. Then you just have two people that were in trouble. You would need somebody, a lifeguard or somebody who knew how to swim, who could help somebody else who was in trouble and ultimately to save them and rescue them. And that's what Jesus does for everybody in the world. Jesus rescues us and saves us from our sins. That's what his name means. In Matthew chapter one, when he gets his name, Mary gives birth to Jesus. And the Bible says you'll call his name Jesus because he'll save his people from their sins. Now, you've been in Bible classes before and you've heard this type of story where Jesus is on the boat with his disciples and they're afraid. They see the winds and the waves and, afraid, and they wake Jesus up and they say, hey, we're going to perish. And Jesus wakes up and he tells the waves in the sea to be quiet. He saved them on the boat. Or he meets a blind man in John chapter nine. And this man can't see. And Jesus reaches down. He gets some clay. He rubs it on the man's eyes and he saves the man from his blindness. Or a man's demon possessed. He's in the cave and he's demon possessed. And Jesus touches him and says, 
tells the demons to basically come out of him. He saved him from demon possession. Over and over again, we read in the Bible about Jesus saving people because that's what he does. Now, you already know something right now that most of the world doesn't know. Not only is Jesus the savior of the world, but he wants to do it for everybody in the world. You know, a lot of people are in trouble and they don't know that Jesus wants to help them and Jesus wants to save them. But you learning this early on is going to help you throughout the rest of your life that Jesus came into the world to save everybody. Here's the last one. Jesus wants you to live for him. It's probably already started for you guys, but people are going to ask you a lot in life. What do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? Somebody tell me, what do you want to be? Who knows? Huh? You want to be a police officer. That's great. What do you, Cameron, what do you want to be when you grow up? You want to be a print? Well, you got a good start. I think you already. Yeah. What do you want to be? Probably a cop. What do you want to be, chef? Interior designer. Nadia, what do you want to be? A baker. A teacher. Listen, people are going to go ahead. What do you want to be? A firefighter. Listen, people your whole life, they're going to ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? Jesus cares about that, but he cares far more about who you're going to be when you grow up. Oh, who? what do you want to be? That's great. But Jesus is more concerned about now, who are you going to be when you grow up? It would be great if all of you right now just made up your mind. I'm going to be a faithful Christian when I grow up, no matter what I do. God doesn't care if you work at McDonald's, Burger King, if you become a princess, a plumber or a police. God wants you to be a Christian when you grow up and to follow him. When I was preaching in Florida one time, I baptized the man. He was 91 years old. He couldn't even stand on his feet. When we got him to the baptistry, we had to put him in a chair and sit him down in the pool. And there were three other guys and we had to lower him down. He couldn't walk. He was 91. When we baptized him, Jesus did just what we said a moment ago. He washed away his sins. He forgave him. He was saved. But you know what would have been better if he would have did that at nine instead of 91? God will save us at any time. But you know what? The time to live for Jesus, you should start right now. As much as you think about what you want to be when you grow up, start thinking about, I want to be a faithful Christian. As long as I live, I want to study the Bible. I want to read the word of God. I want to love people. I want to be kind. Jesus wants you to live for him. That's what Matthew 633 is about. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That means put Jesus first. I know some of you play baseball and football and you love sports. That's great. But put Jesus first. I hope you always do good in school and you always take school seriously and you always do your homework and you always get good, get good grades. But put Jesus first. That little song we sing in Pew Packers sometimes here, believe, repent, confess and be baptized in the water. That's about more than just dunking people in the water so their sins can be forgiven. It's about that's how it all starts. That's where Jesus saves people. And then they can. all. And that's what God and your parents and the elders of this church and all of us want for every one of you. Live your whole life following Jesus Christ and live for him. And in the end, no matter what else you do, no matter what else you whatever else you become, you'll be glad you did. Now, your parents are very surprised. They didn't think y'all were going to sit still the whole time, but we showed them, didn't we? Listen, I'm glad y'all here tonight. Jesus loves you. I'm, I'm sure, I'm persuaded that if Jesus were here today, he would He'd teach any one of these Bible classes, but he would love the ones with the little children. Because when you read the Bible, Jesus loved being around kids. And as long as you live, I want you to know Jesus loves each and every one of you. Enjoy your childhood. Enjoy your innocence. But all start getting it in your mind. When I grow up, no matter what else I do, I'm going to be a faithful Christian.
maybe tonight somebody needs to obey the gospel and allow Jesus to do what we've already said he does, and that is Jesus longs to save people. That's what his name means. We look on the faces of those that are innocent, and Jesus says, they're an example for us, but those of us that are of age, we know what sin is, we know what it does. And Jesus came so that we might be and be rescued from it. And when we've done that, Jesus says, look at little children. They don't get in our way. They don't disrupt the services. They're an example. Every cry they utter, every time they say a word, it says to us, Christianity won't die. As long as the seed remains in them, our labor is not in vain. We're going to stand as our custom is and sing a song to encourage us. Let us do all we can to encourage young people to continue to love Jesus and always remind them how much he loves them back. If you need to respond, together we stand and sing.